deciding who wins the game on this call. Without further ado, the call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host, Justin West, and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with. And uh, maybe we're, we're going to hear from him a little bit. Uh, he's going to be a little quiet this week, but JD, you're, you're playing injured again. Yeah, I'm. I'm still uh, get that questionable tag, but we're gonna try to play through as much as we can. Well, you're you're definitely a trooper, um, and and we've we've got a got back on the train here with our uh, new guest, and uh, this week our guest is David Tolliver. David, how you doing? I'm doing great. Great to be here. Thursday night football week started. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on, uh, David's in uh, my season long uh, click clack league with the guys here, and uh, also plays in the weekly DraftKings tournament that we have. So why don't you uh, why don't you give us a little rundown of what kind of leagues you're you're involved with and how long you've been playing fantasy and stuff. Oh, great. Thanks. Yeah, I've been playing fantasy for about seven years now. So uh, Click Clack is my only auction league that I get my butt kicked in every year. The other leagues are more PPR standard leagues. So four of the leagues that I'm doing pretty well in, you know, above 500. Um, And like saying, the daily stuff is something you and JD introduced me to uh, a couple of years ago. And that's like... um, for me, it's either feast or famine. I'm either on top or on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, that's... we're starting to get blamed a lot for people's addictions here. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're only positive influences. I don't know. What, yeah, I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, you tell my bank account that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I'm uh, I'm still suffering sober tober here, so I'm I'm sipping on some Gatorade. I imagine JD. Uh, JD's drinking some tea or, or something. Maybe maybe some bourbon would help that throat out a little bit. But uh, David, you got anything good to drink? Oh yeah, my my, my wife is actually traveling for work. The kids are asleep, so uh, I'm chilling out with some Son of Juice, uh, nice Indiana Pale Ale, and I love the can with the pants that are full because I feel like my pants are full every week I play fantasy football. So <laughs> hey now. Yeah, when my team craps the bed, that's what I mean. <laughs> no, yeah, I like that. That's uh, some Maplewood, isn't it? Yeah. Yep, Maplewood Brewery. Yeah, that's a nice one. Nice one. Um, JD, how how did you fare last week in fantasy? Uh, I had another not great week, unfortunately. And I'm 
just about everybody I played might as well not have. Uh, so real quick, I, I'll just run through the big ones that killed me. You know, Julio Jones. I was so so on that train thinking he was going to get target love, and I'm not sure he got a target until the third quarter. Uh, you know, coming in at 8,500 and only turning back 11 points is is not good. Uh, Aaron Jones, uh, Mike McCarthy needs to go. I don't know when he's going to figure out that he's the best back on that team. Uh, my best play was probably Melvin Gordon. And he, you know, he didn't come in at 3x, if that tells you anything. So I had a, I had a rough week. Yeah, those uh, those high-priced running backs, when when they start creeping up there, getting 3x sometimes is is even difficult. He didn't, he didn't kill you though. He had a pretty, pretty solid week. Yeah, I did have a, I did play James Connor, uh, who came in at five uh, X. So that was pretty nice. <clears throat> oh yeah. James Connor blew it out of the park last week. And really any, any of the running backs that have been going against Atlanta have been good plays so far this year. So, uh, that was a good one. Uh, myself in uh, DraftKings, my cash lineup ended up pretty pretty decent. It, it was it was a nice comeback after three real disappointing weeks. I had uh, 155.22. I ended up uh, winning 22 out of 30 of my head-to-heads. And I I did pop in one of the double ups and and cashed in that so cash lineup worked out real well over on the week I I booked a a small win with uh, nothing really hitting for me on the tournaments but uh, it was it was good to get back in the win column and just makes me uh, hungry for more so um, looking forward to moving on here in week six. Well, congratulations. <laughs> First up, uh, let's go ahead and talk about some quarterbacks that we like. JD, uh, I know you've had some, little, been down for the count a little bit. So, what did you come up with so, for us so far? Uh, I'm going to go with Andrew Luck this week, uh, going against a Jets team whose defense has been pretty good but that's mostly against the run. Uh, I think this is actually going to be a pretty decently scored game. Uh, you know, obviously not your highest scored, but I would expect to see, you know, 40, 45 points scored. Uh, Luck is slinging the ball quite a bit. He's got 245 attempts at this point. You know, that's just under 50 attempts a game. You know, so, again, you know how much I love volume, and if you're going to give me a QB that's got that much volume, I'm going to take a shot at him. Yeah, and I mean, he has resurrected Eric Ebron from uh, fantasy drop hell. So, uh, yeah, I like that call. <laughs> Hashtag dynasty life. Thank you. <laughs> it it definitely is a little bit uh, under the radar when you when you look at some of these games with the higher point totals. We should say that this week a lot of your big names are – are off the slate either playing uh, Thursday or Sunday, Monday night. So 
it, it definitely an interesting week from roster construction standpoint with really only one super high price running back and uh there's there's and a lot of the top quarterbacks from that we've had so far this year so uh i don't uh i don't hate it as a tournament play i'm not sure that's where i'd be going in in cash this week but um no he's too expensive in cash yeah so how about you dave who do you like I am going with Matty Ice. Um, right, this game is supposed to blow up. And if a second-year quarterback, Trubisky, can throw six touchdowns at home against the Bucks defense, how many touchdowns can an 11-year veteran at home throw for? So after scoring 17 points last week, I mean, looking like Big Ben on the road, I think uh, Matt Ryan has to bounce back here. Yeah, he's certainly uh, one of the juicier plays of the week. He's he's priced up there. I think he might be the top price quarterback on yeah. on this slate at sixty eight hundred. Um, but this this game sure does look like uh, it's got all the fantasy goodness. There's because uh, I, I, I I'm I'm looking at the other guy uh, in this game, Jameis Winston. At fifty nine hundred, um, in a in a game that's got a total over under fifty seven and a half right now, uh, there's going to be a lot of points scored, and Atlanta is thirty first DVOA per Football Outsiders, and um, both the Falcons and the Buccaneers rank in the top twelve in seconds per snap pace which when you get two teams that, that like to get to the line and get it going and like to pass it as much as they do, anytime there's an incompletion, the uh, the clock stops, so it extends the game, and you, you're going to get more plays in overall in the game, which means more opportunities uh, for scoring. And um, Jameis Winston in all five of his career starts against Atlanta has exceeded his uh, weekly projection. So at 5,900, I think he's probably one of the best values in the week. Along with that, though, he's it's no secret, so he's probably going to be one of the highest-owned players on the week from a quarterback standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is also the risk that uh... – the magic that was in Tampa is just gone. Even though Atlanta's defense is not good. I'll be curious to see how that offense runs when you don't have the uh, Conor McGregor 2.0 back there at QB, just slinging the ball wherever he wants to. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, the Matt Ryan play I really like again in tournament, not in cash, but I won't do it because he burned me pretty good this last week hey you want to talk about burn the red rocket left a burn on me that i'm never taking the red rocket again we gotta <laughs> stop calling him the red rocket and then well i think that's a good uh 
good way to segue and try to get off that subject and, and talk start talking up some running backs. What do you got, JD? Well, you know, I'm actually uh, torn uh, between Isaiah Crowell and playing uh, below Powell. Uh, but we'll go ahead and talk about uh, Isaiah Crowell, who had one of his uh, coming out party games uh, this last week against a Denver defense that is, you know, supposedly pretty good against the run. Um, the guy right now is averaging 6.8 yards per attempt. So uh, that's a pretty good solid uh, <clears throat> excuse me, yards per attempt. So I will take that all day, every day. Uh, he's getting his fair share. My only concern is he's been a little banged up, and they might use Palau a little. Sorry, Powell a little bit more, and he's the better receiving back against obviously an Indiana or an Indianapolis defense that's just not real good. Yeah, if, if you look at uh, that backfield, they really have been splitting between uh, Powell and Crowell overall. And and Crowell, I think he's been out of practice uh, both days so far this week. So yeah. it's it's something to keep an eye on. Uh, he his he was very efficient with his runs. Yeah, he had two huge runs that was he pretty much blew up the slate. Uh, last week, if you had him in a tournament, you were making some making some good good money. And with the pricing as tight as it is this week, he's definitely somebody to keep an eye on. I I I myself, I think I do like Powell a little bit better this week, especially if if uh, Crowell's banged up. That that was a that was kind of a, a narrative game for him playing. You know, those guys last week. I don't know. He the other thing with Crowell is so far this week, this year he's been uh, he's been up and down week to week. He's you know has one good week and then a bad week, and so. As somebody that's had him in dynasty, uh, that's not just this season. That's something he does every year. So uh, there's that. The ownership person. The ownership percentage on him, though, uh, is projected to be at like uh, 7.6, I think. So at 5,000, you know, maybe a flex spot. I'm going to take a shot. Yeah. And David, uh, who do you like this week? Well, hold on to your hats, gentlemen. Revenge game alert, Marshawn Lynch. Now, we just talked about Crowell. When did he have one of his biggest games against Cleveland? So um, I think the revenge game is real. I think John Gruden's an old-school coach that's going to want to let Marshawn try to stick it to Seattle. But if you look at John Gruden, he didn't give Beast Mode the ball in the one-yard line either. So... So, uh, but Seahawks defense ranks 29th in rushing yards allowed. Uh, Marshawn's is touching the ball 18 to 20 times a game. So, you know, if not this week, win, Marshawn. This is your week to uh, stick it to your team and uh, help out the fantasy guys here. Hashtag revenge narrative. I like it. 
Give him all the Skittles. Give him all the Skittles. Yeah, that, that should be an interesting game. <laughs> like you said, Gruden's old school, and uh, David Carr hasn't really lit up any defense yeah, this year. I think, so. yeah, I think he's pissed at Carr, so I think he's taking the ball out of Carr's hand a bit this this week. It'll be interesting, though, because it's not a true home game since they're playing in London, mm-hmm. um, which I think you know, if you were trying to wait it for, for a home or a road game, this one is, this one's a road game for both teams. Yeah. And whenever you have those London games, all bets are off too. Yeah. Kind of like a Thursday night game is one team shows up and the other one does it. Absolutely. You know, like Saquon Barkley ripping, ripping them off tonight for you against me. Yeah, David and I are playing head-to-head this week and season long, so he, he's got a nice jump start on me. Hey, you Well, myself at running back, I'm, I'm looking at TJ Yeldon in, uh, in the – on the year, in the five games, he's averaging 19.5 uh, DraftKings points a game, and that's even with uh, Fournette getting uh, two starts now, albeit they were fragmented where he left with injuries. And, and uh, Corey Grant was in there too, but now Corey Grant's out, and it's it's all Yeldon. And, uh, Charles. Charles, Charles. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too worried about them signing a guy. Off that was the, the ghost of Jamal Charles trying to yes. tell you. He's gonna trying run. to tell you that they're going to get down to the two yard line and hey, let's get Charles acclimated with the offensive line and get him a touchdown. Yeah, We're, we'll see. I'm not too worried about it. Uh, T.J. Yeldon has a 53% uh, ru- success rate rushing the ball for, per. Football Outsiders, which ranks him fifth overall um, on the year. And, again, like I was saying, with the tight pricing at 6400 for a back in a bell cow role, which means he's he's going to get 85-plus percent of the backfield touches, uh, I, I think you could find some good value there. Yeah, uh, that's an interesting one for me because I think the way you beat Dallas right now is through the air, uh, but it is Blake Bortles, so you know we'll see what happens. Yeah, Bortles has been all right. Uh, actually, he's been throwing the rock quite a bit with Fournette and sidelined, uh, but TJ Yeldon gets some usage in the passing game too, so... I still I still like his overall opportunity there. Uh, moving on to receivers. Uh, this this one's interesting for me, JD. Well, uh, this is what happens when you don't do any research, you know, because you've <laughs> been laid up. Uh, I was also kind of hoping that you'd do a Mitch Trubisky pick again so that he'd have a stellar game this week, but you didn't, you jerk. So, uh, well, you know, when I made my Mitch say Allen Robinson, because I told you guys I was going to say Allen Robinson, uh, 
But I'm going to go ahead and tell you probably not to play him because he's going to see uh, Xavier Howard all day. And that guy just does not give up a lot of yards. So I may actually lean towards Taylor Gabriel in this spot. Yeah, I'm... I I know you didn't have a whole whole heck of a lot of time to look at things. It, it's definitely going to be a contrarian play. Uh, the the reason, and it, it wasn't because of the matchup, because I think that especially after that uh, last game, and then they got the bye week. I, I'm going to imagine they got a real nice game plan coming coming off the bye, and they're going to probably want to get Robinson a, a little more involved than he was the last game. Trubisky spread it around after hooking up with Robinson for an early touchdown against the Buccaneers. He didn't really see the ball much the rest of the game. But the reason I don't like it is because the Bears are not running uh, a high number of plays overall. And, and even though Adam Gase says he wants to um, run – 70 plays a game uh, as Adam Levitan tweeted the other day uh, Miami is 29th in neutral situations per play and they're last in seconds per play so you get two teams that don't you know they extend these games out they they use up the the clock uh, it's going to make for a shortened game and less opportunity uh, I kind of see the Bears controlling this game a little bit more on the ground, especially if the defense keeps taking the ball away. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't expect this game to go anywhere near what the Bears' last game went. So (laughs) it'll be a much lower scoring affair. Hey, Mitch is wearing a sleeve. Anything could happen. Oh, yeah. I I don't know. I'd say I, I like the Bears to win the game. Uh, probably pound the under on this one, though. Oh yeah, I like the Bears' defense to win the game. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, David, how about you? What are you looking at this week? Oh, coming out of left field again. I'm thinking John Brown from the Ravens. Um, I mean, Flacco just loves this guy. So, I mean. Last year, I mean, sorry, last week he had, what, 14 targets. So I just think he is due to have one of these games where he's going to have, you know, two or three scores, go over 100 yards. And and I'm a homer from Vicksburg, Mississippi, and Malcolm Butler is going to be covering him. Um, me and Malcolm went to the same high school. I was a little bit ahead of him. But uh, <laughs> since Malcolm left uh, New England, he's just seemed like a, a shell of himself. So uh, he's given up like the fourth, fourth most fantasy points per route. So I'm thinking John Brown could be a sneaky breakout with Tennessee. I mean, both teams are pissed. I mean, Baltimore lost to Cleveland and, you know, and Titans lost to the Bills. So, you know. It could be one of those another twelve nine game for all we know, but I just know Flacco loves throwing the ball. They're not running the ball, and so he loves Brown. So, wow, you flat out name dropped. You came on this show and you name dropped. <laughs> oh yeah, I name dropped. <laughs> but the the bad part is you, you were like John Brown, and then you name dropped. 
You couldn't do like a high profile player and then do another name drop and kill me here. He didn't even yep. name drop John Brown. He named up the guy John Brown's going to burn. Yeah. So, yeah, John Brown's getting lots of targets, but his catch rate is not real good. It's less than 50%. He's got 19 catches on 40 targets. The good news is, is of those 19 catches, three of them are touchdowns, and he's averaging 20 yards of reception. But he's got to start catching some more balls. Right. He's got to become an Eric Ebron. Oops, well, sorry. Well, John Brown, I believe, has a um, 33% uh, air yards uh, target share for, for the Browns, which is like the highest in the league. And he's he's tied with um, Crabtree for the most red zone targets on the team, which is saying something since Crabtree is the possession receiver. John Brown is looking real real interesting. He's actually I I might even have him in play at fifty five hundred as a uh, cash game. A viable option this week. He he really has been getting a lot of attention, and and yeah, his catch rate isn't isn't where you would want to be, but his average depth of target is so deep that when he does connect, he's he's picking up huge chunks of yards. So that that kind of makes up for for a lower reception rate. Yeah, he's gonna be a boomer bust guy for you. Uh, don't get me wrong, I actually really like playing John Brown. Uh, I'm just not sure that you couldn't find other value at that price point. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I'm I'm going back to this uh, Tampa Atlanta game, and and I know that I know you got burned by him last week, and I got burned by him the week before. But, you get burned by him every week. But it's true. He's on my he's on my squad, but. Julio, come on, Julio! It, it's it's got to happen. He's definitely due for some positive regression in regards to uh, touchdowns. He gets to face uh, rookie Carlton Davis, and according to Pro Football Focus, he has a grade of fifty six point three, which ranks him sixty seventh out of ninety starting corners. Uh, earlier, I told you that Atlanta was 31st DVOA uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, guess who's 32nd? Yeah, that's Tampa. Uh, Julio's got the <laughs> third most yards from scrimmage for a receiver with 564 yards. Uh, he's going to find the end zone. And, and just um, a little side note, last time Atlanta played, Atlanta, uh, Tampa at home, Julio exploded for 53.8 DraftKings points. Yeah, so despite being burned repeatedly, his price right now is just saying, play me. How many times do you get a guy, you know, a top three receiver at 7,900 going against one of the league's worst pass defenses. The only thing about it, uh, you know, I think it's more of a cash game play. Uh, you might have to play him in tournament to stay alive. But it, according to uh, PFF, 
he's got a 33% projected ownership. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's, you know, this game is going to get a lot of the attention. So probably from a game theory standpoint, if you're trying to build some tournament stacks and it'll be hard to ignore this game, but they'll be so highly owned that you're going to have to find a way to differentiate your lineups. And, and if he, if, you know, Calvin Ridley has one of his, uh, three touchdown games again, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a lot of Michael Jordan crying memes for you, but yeah. Yeah. I like Julio, but like you say, Calvin Ridley, who, Ryan is starting to get a little eye for Sanu, who's gone over 100 yards the last two or three games. Even the tight end showed up last week. So, I mean, Ryan's kind of spreading the ball around, and and I guess and, for, and Freeman is out. So, you know, Coleman's going to get a few catches. So, uh, I think Julio might score a touchdown, but I don't know if he's going to go crazy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Freeman's out? What did yep. I miss? I heard Freeman might be out with a bad foot. He's on the injury report, popped up, bad foot. They think he might not be able to go this weekend. Yeah. All right, well, I got I to gotta go, guys. <laughs> yeah, definitely take a look at those injury reports. It does look like he's probably uh, going to sit, and and that's something to, we should mention here is we're talking on Thursday night. There's a lot of news that you got to – pay attention to from an injury standpoint and we're back a little bit of a technical difficulties here but uh, now we're gonna talk a little bit about tight ends jd who are you looking at yeah i'm going back to the well a little bit here i'm gonna do my qb stack with my tight end and go with eric ebron Uh, they don't have really anybody else to throw to right now with hilton being out and Doyle being out, and they are loving going to Ebron right now. The guy's a monster. He's uh, second uh, amongst tight ends with targets uh, this year. So I'm going to go ahead and ride that way while it's still running hot. Yeah, he's definitely been uh, been one of the hottest tight ends in the league so far. I think he was definitely the highest scoring tight end on the slate last week. Or I guess he was on Thursday night, but he 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 knocked it out of the ballpark. Those Lions fans are going to be crying right now seeing that kind of production out of this guy. Uh, I, I don't hate it. It'll be interesting to see from a lineup construction if you could fit that uh, $5,400 price tag into your lineups. You know how much I love my value running backs. And that's been working real good, so why not? There you go. David, uh, looks like you're you're looking at the uh, one of these other high-scoring games that is coming up that, that we haven't really talked about yet. Yeah, I'm looking at C.J. Uzama. Um, he played um, 92% of the offensive snaps last week. That probably other 8% went to Tyler Croft, who is now nursing a foot injury and is very iffy for Sunday. So 
I am loving um, me some CJ, especially with a Pittsburgh defense on the road that's been known to start giving up points really fast if they get off to a bad start. So I definitely like the uh, the play there. Uh, the yeah, that that slug Austin Hooper killed Pittsburgh last week from the tight end position and uh, Uzoma fits in well with, with the receiving core of AJ Green and Tyler Boyd uh, with no, no other tight end there. Uh, he, he's definitely got a, a lot of opportunity ahead of him. Andy Dalton traditionally has liked to use this tight end, uh, especially targeting Tyler Eifert a lot uh, with him out of the picture there's, uh, I think this is a tight end friendly offense. So I like, I like the play this week. Uh, myself here, I'm looking at Nick Vanette and you might be asking who the heck is that? Uh, well, Nick Vanette. Who the heck is that? <laughs> Nick <laughs> Nick Vanette is the uh, starting tight end for the Seattle Super. Oh no, the Seattle Seahawks. Um, he he's uh, he's twenty nine hundred, and and this guy is probably not a consideration for me in cash games because I'm not sh- sure his floor is is definitely uh, zero, but but he could have a little bit of a ceiling here. Uh, there's no other competition at the tight end spot. Will Disley, who was getting, uh, got off to, to a hot start uh, with Russell Wilson this year, is out for the season. Ed Dixon's also out. So so Nick Vanette's the guy at the tight end. He's facing an Oakland defense that's uh, 26th uh, DVOA. Uh, and uh, just, just to give it a little explanation of, DVOA, it's a measurement of a team's efficiency, uh, which compares success on each individual play against the league uh, um, average, and, and that's based off of the type of situation and who they're playing. So uh, it's a nice little stat that, that kind of measures uh, real pers- performance, uh, not just in a, in a vacuum. So, uh. well, last year, if you remember those London games, there was a certain tight end that I hate with three names, Austin Severin Jenkins, that scored like two or three touchdowns. So maybe there's some London luck going to happen for you. You never, you never know what's going to happen when they're playing over there in Wembley. So, yeah, and they don't have really any other targets. I mean, I know Baldwin's complaining that he's not getting the ball enough, so who knows what happens with that. Lockett's really more of a deep threat guy. Uh, those balls have to go somewhere uh, if they're not going to just pound the run game all day. And at that price, it's not a terrible uh, gamble. Don't forget Brandon Marshall. Why not? Everybody else did. <laughs> yeah, I think I – think- yeah, I think Russell Wilson forgot who Brandon Marshall is, but <laughs> so moving moving uh, here towards the end, I got uh, a chalkbuster play this week. Uh, Jared Cook 
he he's he's the other guy in that matchup uh, at five thousand. Uh, he he's one of the higher priced tight ends. I know he's been getting a lot of love so far from Derek Carr, uh, but but it's not been working for for the Raiders. So I think that they're gonna look to get uh, Amari Cooper a little more involved and and really push that run game uh, with Marshawn Lynch. So I just have a feeling this week that Jared Cook is is a guy who's uh, not going to live up to what he's been doing so far. He he tends to be a guy that might get off to a hot start on a season and then then fade into am- anonymity. So that's that's my buster for the week. And I'm going to go out on a, a limb by myself. I'm not going to call it necessarily a chalk buster, but I think everybody needs to cool their jets on Jameis Winston this week. Uh, He hasn't proved anything yet. Obviously, he only played a little bit against the Bears, and the Bears' defense is for real. Hashtag bear down. Um, But until he proves that, I'm not sure I want him in my lineups. And I'm going to say be careful with Julio. I think he might score, but I don't know if he's going to have a – a crazy game. Uh, hashtag fire Steve star skeezy. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to just see how these games play out and, and, and which one of us uh, has the uh, best call of the week. The, uh, the wager that I'd like to make this week is uh, with David because him and I are playing head-to-head in our season long. Uh, I'm, I'm spotting him almost 30 points as he had uh, Barkley go. But, you know, I, I've seen his team get out to leads a lot so far this year and, and uh, fumble the ball at the goal line. So uh, I'm, I'm willing to put up a beer on this one. Two beers. Two beers. Yeah, you know. Who, who only wants to have one beer? Exactly. So, well, yeah, right now so. on Sobertober, I'd love to have one beer, but <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. Sounds so, good. Hey, I yeah, accept that. Sounds great. Uh, David, we really want to thank you for joining us. Uh, we appreciate uh, you. You've been one of our uh, lead supporters so far, and, and we appreciate having your, uh, your view on the show here. Uh, where where can people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on DT and Shy Town on Twitter and on Instagram, uh, Team Swirl. And thanks you guys for having me. You guys are doing some great work, and you're definitely putting out some knowledge because I've been listening from week one, and I've been winning a little bit. So keep giving the knowledge. Great, thanks, and uh, JD. Yeah, you find me in the usual spots uh, at JDOS22 uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Feel free to hit me up with questions, uh, feedback, positive or negative. I don't care. We're just looking to get better. Definitely. And I can be found on Twitter at Justin M. West uh, on Instagram, JMW1977. You can find the show on Twitter at Another Bad Call as well as Facebook and Instagram. You can email us at anotherbadcall at gmail.com and find our website, anotherbadcall.com, where I'm blogging about my weekly results on DraftKings. So we definitely appreciate any 
and all feedback. If you have uh, questions or just um, would like to tell us how dumb we are, uh, we're, we're okay with that too. Uh, who are you playing this week? Go ahead and hit us up and, and we'd like to continue the conversation. And until next time, uh, when you can figure out which one of us was another bad call. <laughs>